Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today we have a repeat guest and honestly someone that you get requested a lot and people will say in like calls or questions or we'll get DM like, could you let me know when Katie's coming back on so like I can ask a specific <laughs> question for her. I was like you know she has a channel and like Instagram and stuff that like you can read like this you're not your only contact and way to like greet her. Um, but uh, this is Katie Morton everybody if you're new here. 
Thanks for having me. Please excited. explain what for anyone who's like stumbling mm-hmm. or it's not stumbling. But if this is the first episode you've heard with Katie on, please explain like what you do. Yeah, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I have a mental health educational YouTube channel, which is the coolest thing. I was talking to my boyfriend about you yesterday because he was asking who the guest was. And he was like, why don't you have her be your new therapist? I was like, no, babe, that's not how this works. Like, that's like way too many <laughs> conflicts of interest. But I just think I mean, he was saying he's like, that's so cool. It's like, right. Like, I wish when I was like, you know, like a kid watching like YouTube that it wasn't just. I don't know, vloggers and like jumping up, like throwing watermelons off of like buildings. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, here's someone talking about how to deal with your feelings. Like that would have been so, I might not need so much therapy if I had, <laughs> had that channel when I was a kid. No, I always feel that way too. But I mean, I grew up on without YouTube because like, yeah. I'm older and I always wish that it existed when I was younger because it would have been helpful to mm-hmm. also to meet people like you. So you're not like, oh, that isn't weird. Yeah. Or that doesn't mean I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was that's that's probably like the best part that I found when I was like just making videos. I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. Everyone else is like a total freak like me. This is really nice. Yeah, it's I a thought little it was less just lonely. me, but it's yeah. not. I was like, oh no, I'm not. I'm not special. Which is <laughs> the name of my book coming out eventually. Um, so yeah, guys, if you're new here, this is Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. You guys call us, you leave voicemails, and then we give you advice. And if you want to be on an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com and that's that's all that's that's all of the shit that's all of the that's stuff it. send it in do it send it in and uh let's get into the questions i literally am calling on a whim i okay so i am 19 and i go to therapy um it, it's supposed to be every two weeks um i love my therapist she's absolutely amazing she knows how to help me but um, also is, like, the kind of sarcastic on the whim person, which is kind of what I need because it's, like, comic relief in a session sometimes. And so, like, I've been seeing her for, I think, yeah, it's been, like, a year and a half, I think. Um, and it's definitely helped. She's definitely great. The thing is, um, she is either sick or cancels on me quite frequently, like, not just on me, but like, like the whole day. And it just so happens that every single time I schedule, um, it's canceled. I just got a call this morning that my appointment, the second time I rescheduled it, um, is now canceled and I have to reschedule. It really sucks, um, because I don't go that often anyway because of money and I just, it's not fucking possible. Um, <laughs> but I, I need, to go. And so I scheduled, but it's like another week and a half. And, you know, I need, you know, to talk to someone, but there's also like, I can't go to an online source. Um, I can't, either I don't qualify or I'm, I just, I can't afford it. Like insurance is fucking horrible. Um, but yeah. And the only other option I have is school wise, but also I, I don't like putting new people into the mix. Like I don't have, I don't want to have to explain my whole fucking story again. And you know, I I have anxiety, I have depression and it's like, I need that conference because I look forward to therapy. I know some people hate it, but I look forward to it because it's time where, you know, I can cry and not be judged and I don't know what to do. Um, if you have any, uh, suggestions or opinions or whatever, please, Please, please give them to me. Um, I love you, and I love your podcast, and it definitely helps. I love you. Bye. This is weird, right? Yeah. I mean, 
it sucks. Yeah. I just have to like validate. Yeah. That sucks because you, first of all, she's like me. I love therapy. I love mm-hmm. to cry and not be judged and like go and just vent and everything. And it's hard to find someone that you always mm-hmm. click with. So the fact that she likes her and it's not working um, sucks. But the truth is there, some therapists just suck at their jobs <laughs> and <laughs> don't, aren't committed mm-hmm. like they should be. And it sounds like that's the problem. Yeah. Because you can't get any work done if your therapist is a fucking flake. Yeah. You know, and we have to hold up our end of the bargain. I mean, yes, we're human. Like, I'll never forget. I had one patient like scream at me. I mean, this there was a reason yeah. they were seeing me scream at me because I got the stomach flu and had to cancel that day. But I was like throwing up. I was like, I cannot be in the office. Yeah. So, also, not sorry. I'm not going to be able to, to have therapy. That's not going to be the therapy you want. I'm exactly. not going to be vomiting. I'll be like, mm, yeah. that must be tough. I'm gonna, I'll be back. Yeah. So there are the human. There's the human yeah. element. But I'd find someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I mean, I would I would, too. I think it sucks because like. I don't know. I'm I'm one of those people like I hate when I, the things I get most frustrated are when things that happen to me that I didn't have any part in. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I think is so fucking frustrating that you like this therapist like you you really want to keep seeing her. This isn't any part of like you ending up in this situation like this. It's her fault, essentially. And that's always really, really frustrating. But I think like I mean. I, I, if I cancel, th- I've got uh terrible cramps and endometriosis. So I literally like will, if I get my period on a Friday, I, or if I get it before, but if I get it, like I go to therapy on Friday, I will have to cancel that day if I end up getting it. And that's one of those things that like my therapist will then be like, okay, let's try and do like two sessions like next week then to kind of make up for it. So we're not getting into this rhythm of ca- like catch up mm-hmm. and like playing catch up. And we're actually like working on stuff versus like, Oh, okay. What we haven't seen each other in this X amount of time. And because you're already only going like once every like two weeks or three weeks, you said two weeks, I think that's like hard. And I think like as much as you like, or like you said, I think it's, you have to find another therapist and j- just because you really like her, it's, she's not your perfect therapist because of this. And exactly. like, you're going to find someone who's just as great as her, but she's going to be better because she doesn't flake on you. And you're going to like her work. for all the same reasons and all of that kind of stuff. Yep. But it's definitely like frustrating. Um, but do you think she should like tell her therapist? Like, or is it just kind of like she's, it's not really a help. I mean, it depends on what the issue is. Cause I always encourage you talking to your therapist and yeah. And having that uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. because it's a good, safe place to practice. Yeah. So that in life, when people let you down, you can confidently be like, hey, you did that thing and it sucked and that hurt my feelings. Because yeah. mm-hmm. that's, we should all practice that. Yeah. So I encourage people to do that. Um, but also like as a follow up to like just the advice component is like, take some time to write why you like her so that when mm-hmm. you go in to find another person, you kind of know what you're looking for versus feeling like, oh, I'm thrown out into the wilderness again and I don't yeah. know. Um, so that make sure you like, your, get a good fit again yeah 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 so find a new therapist but yeah and try to talk to her because yeah communication is hard and yeah. we should practice yeah i told off my therapist last week <laughs> so we'll see what the, my new therapy session is going to be like I'm probably like, processing is that. this gonna work or am i gonna need to find a new one uh i'm sure it will work maybe i don't know if i like her <laughs> melissa doesn't like her either she's over <laughs> oh you're over yeah. i mean i'm over my own therapist i need to find a new one yeah but not because she's a jerk just because i'm like challenge me more yeah you're you're not doing what I need you to do. I th- I feel like it'd be hard to be a therapist therapizing another therapist. Like, maybe. I does mean, she know that you're a therapist? Yeah. Okay. But I'll say things like, I feel like I, I don't know, maybe I'm an asshole. Maybe I save her time. Sometimes I'll be like, so I know that this is a thing because like I'm doing this a lot right. and it's not getting me where I want it to get me, but I don't know why. And she'll, then she'll go with it. Yeah. But 
I like homework. I like direct, like tough love. And she used to be that way. And she's like softened lately. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to give you one more session Mm -hmm. and then I'm out because it's too expensive. No. Yeah. I want homework. I don't Mm -hmm. want a pity party. That's what I'm like. Like it sucks. I'm like, I know it sucks. I, yeah. It's my life. Let's mm-hmm. move past Next. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. So what do I do to make <laughs> exactly. it stop sucking? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, best of luck. Uh, we can both find new therapists together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a tough process and it sucks, especially when I and I understand the feeling of like for me, I'm like investing in the time of like telling someone your whole backstory or whatever, like that is like super, super frustrating. But I think like I don't I think at some point everybody's gonna have to change therapist whether it's like an unfortunate accident that happens someone moves away like any of that sort of stuff so I think like learning how to kind of do that and like ask and get what you want out of a therapist I think it's like a good like you said a good practice thing yeah. to do and if you let your old therapist talk to your new therapist it can save you some time oh wow because they can be like hey so we worked through this shit with our mom like years yeah. ago and now we're moving into like dating or I don't know yeah and so it can save you that a little oh, bit oh that's very nice and mm-hmm. yeah you, you get to sign a release Mm, okay. They shouldn't do it without you signing a release. That's illegal. Oh my gosh. Law. Breach of confidentiality. Yeah. Fuck that. Not mm-hmm. about that. Not mm-hmm. about that at all. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep our secrets. Yeah. Um, so best of luck. Let us know how it goes. And uh, I hope you find a therapist that you really like. Mm-hmm. There's good ones out there. Yeah. Should we go on to the next? Um, I'm 21 and I'm currently living with my best friend. I also work with her. Um, she has a kind of personality where she will constantly make little digs at me or make me feel silly for some of the things that I say, and recently has started making jokes about me dropping out of university after I told her and, like, our other friends in a group setting that jokes being made about that really hurt me as it was a decision that I really struggled with and really caused a lot of anxiety for me. Um, Yeah, so she continued to make these jokes after I made a point of saying that it hurt me. I only recently started working with her at a new job that she's had for a couple of years, so that could be a contributing factor to this, but... It started to seem like she's digging at literally every little thing I do and say. And she's not like this um, with any of our other girls in our group and they've even made a point of saying that. Um, Because of the way she's been treating me, I've been spending less time at home and with the rest of the friendship group because I always end up feeling like, like when I leave, I always end up feeling upset and like crap about myself. Um, Because of this, I've been spending more time at one of my best friend's houses um, and I have a sexual relationship with him that she doesn't approve of and this makes me worry that I'm also going to become alienated from the rest of the girls just because I'm not putting myself in a situation that makes me anxious. I broached this subject with her and told her how the things that she has been saying have really hurt me and have caused my anxiety to be like extremely heightened and she took this as an opportunity to tell me how I haven't been around enough or I've been snapping at her and how she's waiting for an apology for XYZ and you know, like I apologised for all the things I'd done. However, I didn't for the things that I don't think that I did wrong because I didn't want to come across as fake and I didn't want to apologise for something that I wasn't sorry for. Like I'm not that type of person. Um, so after that she just kind of told me that she was done and this whole conversation, like it did not take place in person. I'm away at the moment. So I guess what I'm asking is like what should I do? Like I literally live with her and I work with her And now I have no idea where we stand and I'm kind of freaking out that because I'm not currently in town, she's going to take this opportunity to turn the rest of the girls against me. Um, And I'm terrified of being alone. (laughs) Anyway, um, thank you so much for hearing me out and any advice you could give would be amazing. Thank you. 
Oh my god, I feel so fucking bad for you. And this girl's a bitch. This girl's a bitch. She's not a friend. No. That was my first thought when she was like, she takes these digs at me, and I was like, first of all, she's mm-hmm. feeling really bad about herself. Yeah. She's taken mm-hmm. out on you. And that's not a friend. Yeah, she's the epitome of a toxic friend. And mm-hmm. I've. I've had like my fair share of toxic friends that are and like every toxic friend's a little different. And that's also like how you get caught up in it multiple mm-hmm. times because yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, like you snuck up on me and I didn't know this because it was different than the last person. Mm-hmm. But I've been in this exact situation where I've had like a shit friend and confront them about the things. And then it turned into like, oh, wait, I'm I'm having to say sorry. Yeah. Um, and I also had a friend, different toxic friend who cut me off because of a guy that I was dating that she didn't approve of for no reason. And it was one thing like, you're not my parent. You're not anything like that. But similar to your saying that like, she was like very much done with you. It took me, I think I cried for like two weeks straight. I was like devastated that her and I were no longer friends. And then after, after that, I kind of realized, I I realized like, oh, wow these friends that we have that are mutual friends, they don't really like her that much. Mm -hmm. Like she's not, she might not be doing the exact same thing to them, but like they can see what she's doing to me and they don't like it regardless of like, they don't have like loyalties. Like they're still like people who can make their own like moral and judgment calls. And it was, became one of those things that like, as much as I was like, so I understand the feeling of being so afraid of being alone but there's something so much worse than being like, there's something so much worse when you're a punching bag or mm-hmm. you're letting people treat you like shit as someone who's been that. And then also like been alone and had no friends, like having no friends, it sucks, but it is like, that does not hurt nearly as much as everything else because it doesn't get into your like psyche, you know, in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I mean, my tangible advice would be, I think spending the most time you can with people and like making new friends and fostering new relationships and treating her and treating like her like a roommate and letting the other friends, um, I think like being nice to them and like, but I, I, I wouldn't stoop to her level and talk about her. And if they start talking about that, I would like separate yourself. I would kind of like, I mean, I would personally let, I would be friendly, but kind of let them come to you in a way. So you can kind of tell that if, if they're like, if they actually want to be your friend or if they're also a shit talking kind of person. Um, and then, yeah, fostering more time spending with like other people. And uh, I don't know if like it's feasible for you to try and like look for like a different job. But I think like the most healing and best things you can do is get yourself out of the situations in which you're saying that it's like making your anxiety really bad. And like, I also as a college dropout um, who got bullied by my roommates. So for me, that part that like the healing and work didn't, end once I dropped out and moved out and like took myself out of the situation because there's still stuff you have to deal with afterwards but there was no way I was going to be able to deal with that when I was in the situation yeah of course not you have to be out of it in order to see clearly and I think I mean there's a couple things it's better to be alone than to be in shitty relationships Mm -hmm. it's hard to do it but just trust us that that's the truth and I think um this says so much more about her than you and I would start looking to find a new place to live Mm-hmm. And if that means you move in with somebody for just a little bit, like I go back home for like three weeks until I find a new place, do that because this person's a garbage human mm-hmm. and they'll always find themselves in situations like this. I had the same thing happen where one of my, what I thought was one of my closest friends was like talking shit behind my back. And then I found out about it and confronted her. And then I ended up apologizing yeah. and I didn't realize it until I got home. My husband's like, so she didn't even apologize for being such a bitch, did she? And I was like, no. Yeah. And he was like, that's fucked up. And I was like, that is fucked up. <laughs> and then she wanted me to drive all the way out to see her and blah, blah, blah. So I'd go out there and then that I've never re- like, then that's it. Yeah. I just cut it off. And I was sad at yeah. first, 
But then the thing is, it leaves room for better friendships, people that are actually caring because friendship should build you up. It should yeah. be a support when you're feeling down. You should be able to call a friend and they help you. Mm-hmm. But this friend is actually giving you reasons to need more support, which is not the right way. Yeah. And it, you become in like a highly anxious, highly sensitive vortex when you're I don't want to say you're, when you're tolerating that behavior, but like when that behavior and someone's treating you like that's constantly happening for me again, once I was like out of the situation, I was able to see the friends that I had that were really great people. And also I was able to just take myself out of it and then see like, oh, wow, I kind of want to be friends with this person. This person seems really nice. And like, you're not in such like a, oh, wow, is everyone talking about me? Does everyone hate me? Like, it's a little bit more empowering. Mm -hmm. And I think like, I mean, even I had like the girl who stopped being friends with me because she didn't like the guy that I liked and all of the other stuff. Uh, After those like two weeks, she like came back and like was like, I want to be friends again. Like, I can forgive you now. And I was like, I'm not sorry anymore. Like, I know I was like really upset, but like, I'm fine now. And like, she then turned around and was like, well, what do you, it was very much like a control manipulation Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And once they realized that they don't have that over you anymore, Mm -hmm. it is like a grieving process. And I totally understand the anxiety part of it. But like, once you get over, like, not like once you get like over the hump of that and you're able to see the bigger picture, it's so much like easier and it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't like get into your head that same way because like, when someone's talking shit about you all the time, it's no wonder like, yeah, you walk away from the situation feeling shitty and like it affects every other part of your life. But I think like I've always said like the biggest acts of like self-love that you can do. It's not like a face mask and like a bubble bath. It's like cutting shitty people out of yeah. your life <laughs> and people who treat you terribly. Like that's the biggest act of self-love you can do being like, you know what? Fuck this. Like mm-hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm going to take myself out. Even if she was the one who instigated it, if you're the one to like stick by it and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm standing by this you started this and or no, it sounds so childish but like you brought this like ending of our friendship upon us but i'm gonna like choose that as like a blessing and like this is move past this and meet a lot better people yeah and who says that friendships this sounds bad to say it this way but who says friendships are lifelong yeah right like no relationship if it's not working is lifelong mm-hmm. people get divorced friendships end families don't talk to each other just because we had relationships doesn't mean that they go on forever and i know that that's hard and the grieving process is there and you'll still feel sad when you think of her and want to call her there'll be those moments because we've all had that Mm -hmm. but the burden of being in that relationship is going to always outweigh that oh i would like to tell her this funny thing she'd Mm -hmm. like that so letting yourself out and i do like the fact that she was like i'm not going to apologize for something that i'm not sorry for yeah i'm that same person Mm -hmm. that's being authentic Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, I like it's it. a great thing. And like you said, it, it's like you once she's out of your life and anyone who's toxic in general and anyone toxic out of your life, it's l- letting in room and for someone else to come mm-hmm. in who's not shitty. And that was something that was when I finally like cut every toxic friend out, whether and like I will be honest, a lot of the toxic friends I had, I was such like I was so like engrossed in it that so many of them ended it for me like Mm -hmm. it wasn't even me being like oh I'm strong and powerful but again it would take me a couple weeks and then I'd be like you know what fuck you I am strong and powerful like I don't want to do this anymore but then once I didn't have those and the same thing I've talked about with relationships when I didn't have any of that when I didn't really have any friends didn't have anyone that I was dating suddenly I got really good friends. I got like a nice boyfriend. I got all of these things that I was like, oh, wow. Once I keep, once I take all of them out, because even if you keep like one toxic friend in, I just think like for me, like it would just 
skew my like levels of how I would see everybody else. And then everybody else would kind of be on that same level of shittiness. Well, I think it's like what you're allowing it like solely. It's like one bad apple kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. it's solely's because you're allowing that in. So that doesn't mean that those other friends are good either. They're just like less shitty than the one shitty friend. That's, <laughs> you know what I mean? that's literally I have an entire <laughs> section of my book about toxic friends. And I was like, yeah, no, it's just like a level of like it started small. And I was like, well, if you're not this mean, then like you're not nice, but you're not this bad. And it was like, well, holy shit. So many of these as individuals are terrible. But I was like, but I mean, I guess if you don't do this, then you're mm-hmm. it was just yeah, like lesser evils of everything. And I was and like, everybody okay. has these. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. You're not like more no. susceptible. I had a whole chapter in my book about toxic relationships. I wrote it in one day because I was like, what stories of my own life do I want to pull? I have so many. Mm-hmm. So and also it doesn't make you right and them wrong. That's something that like I've been learning in therapy is like it's just a bad recipe. Yeah. Like sometimes the manipulation that they try to do to get their own needs met, you know, put us in a bad position to make mm-hmm. us feel worse. It's like just the spiral of just nasty. And so cutting those out is honestly beneficial for both parties. Yeah. No, we say that all the time. Like you're not doing any shitty person any justice by letting them treat you like shit. Because no. it's like, they're like, yeah, well, then I can just do this forever. And there are people who do that forever. And those are called narcissists. <sighs> and yeah. so those they'll get they'll just be on their own anyway. Mm-hmm. They're going to do what they're going to do. Oh, that, yeah. You don't have to be part of it. No, not at all. I know that well. It's not, not, not a Mm-mm. good combo. Mm-mm. Well, best of luck. Um, I'm excited for you and finding new, really great friends and like a cute apartment and like, mm-hmm. or living with your parents, living with anybody, you know, fun stuff. And sometimes in these like real shitty times, even though in the moment I was having a hard time with it, it's the time I grew the most. Oh my, yeah. And I'm like, oh, so, like, I'm so thankful for that. So I know that that doesn't help right now, but just keep that in mind for perspective that you wouldn't get the good boyfriend or good friends mm-hmm. or whatever you're looking for, the the real life that you deserve if you didn't shed the skins of past selves. Kind yeah. Of. I don't think you really grow in those very happy, easy kind of no, times. We're not challenged. No, not at all. I'm like, I think about that. I'm like, oh, I guess all of these like milestones, like shit milestones in my <laughs> life, which is also like how I like determine like how long ago things were. And I was at the general practitioner and she was like asking me I was like well I had my seizure at this point so that means I would have had my last period then <laughs> like, that's how I mark everything <laughs> little poops yeah, along this timeline it's like all of this sort of stuff like to that but yeah you don't you don't really uh it's it, people are like as much as they're fucking you over and like it sucks it's definitely like a little bit of like a well I mean thank you next like you mm-hmm. I got I grew up so much or I became so much more mature or whatever it was like yeah it, it, it can be um it can spin in a positive way. It doesn't mean it's like a positive thing, but it does make you grow a lot, which is good. And learn about yourself. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it'll get better. Luck. Yeah, it will. On to the next. Hey, Megan. Um, and Mel and guests. So I am 22. I'm a senior in college. Um, so I just moved into a one bedroom apartment for like mental health. You know, I need some quiet in my life. I was living with five girls last year. Um, my question is kind of regarding, so ever since I've lived in this one bedroom, I've become more antisocial. Like, I feel safe here. It's my safe place. That kind of means I don't go out a lot. Or if I do, I go to places like right near my house, which I purposely got a, an apartment away from my college campus. So I was like surrounded in like the Greek life and stuff. So I'm not really a part of it. Um, so I also adopted, I dropped the phone. I also adopted a dog with an anxiety disorder. And I didn't know that when I adopted him. 
And so it takes them a long time to get used to people. And so I've been really picky about who comes and sees the apartment and who comes and meets him. It's like a big deal to me. Um, I don't know if that's just me making excuses and um, if there's like a way to get past that fear of having people in my house for the first time. It's not so much girls, but it's definitely boys because it's like a safety thing. I don't know if I'm being melodramatic. My parents think I am. So just um, let me know. Uh, I love you so much. You're like a older sister, you know, giving me advice every time I listen to the podcast. So thank you so much. Bye. Me too. Yeah. It's like the not. age I permanently think I am is 22. Same. Maybe 24 for me. Yeah. It was my golden era. I'm just kidding. Really? No, I just oh. like, I'm not any older than that in my brain, in my like. Say, I recently talked to one of my friends about it and I was like, how old do you think? She's like, she, she, on my birthday, she was like, how old are you turning? I was like, oh, 26. And she was like, why do I always, anytime anyone asks, I just tell them you're 22. I was like, same. <laughs> I'm so glad we're all on the same page. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think this, I'm so glad you're here for this one because my instinct for this call is I don't think any of this is like odd. I think like it's, I mean, as somebody who lived alone, I lived alone. I mean, what I lived alone from the time that I was like, nah, yeah, like 19 until 23 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely was, it, it's harder to, put yourself out there and like get out there and that kind of stuff. And I also moved out onto my own for like mental health kind of reasons. And I think like that was also like a big like healing part that it was kind of like representative of how like it was in my life. Like I didn't want to invite anyone over uh, that I didn't really trust also because I didn't want to be friends with anybody I didn't really trust. I didn't want to let anyone in my life that I didn't really trust. And it was kind of like now, like, yeah, now like looking back on it from years later, I'm like, Oh, that does make a lot of sense that it was, I kept a lot of things very separate. Um, but I think, I mean, I think like if you want to put yourself out there, you saying all of that, I think like it's like a go for it kind of thing. But I also, I mean, yeah, my instinct is to be like, I, I understand not wanting to have like invite random guys over. I mean, that's one part of it. Like don't, no one should invite random dudes to their apartment. <laughs> yeah. Or girls. Don't recommend any random, total randoms. I mean, you have to get to know people. Yeah. And it's not weird what she's doing, but we don't want to get stuck in kind of like this agoraphobic state, agoraphobia mm-hmm. being like fear of getting out into spaces and being around people because then you can't leave if you have to and you might have a panic attack, you might embarrass yourself. Yeah. It's a diagnosable mental illness and it's really built on anxiety. And so I think isolating yourself in some time, sometimes it's good, yeah. but honestly, you live by yourself. So you're going to spend a lot of time alone anyways, just mm-hmm. by logistical stance. Mm-hmm. Like it's just harder to be around people. And so I think I'm glad you're on your own, but you're going to have to, I would really encourage you to at least once a week do something social and you don't have to do it at your apartment. Oh yeah. If you're worried about your dog, if you're worried about strange men, that's all fine and dandy. That means we have to go out Maybe it's with people that we know from school that we already know enough to be like, it's safe to go out for dinner with to den- mm-hmm. like dinner or drinks or whatever you're into or workout class. I don't know. Go for a walk, whatever. But we're gonna, you're going to have to get out and see people because, yes, your dog might take them a little while and having strange men to your house is wrong. But I think you're definitely making excuses to isolate because people probably been shitty to you and you're afraid to put yourself out there again. But like 
you're better now. You're on your own and you have the ability to be like, okay, I've had enough. Okay, see you guys later. Bye. Yeah. I'm going to go home. Um, so yeah, challenge yourself once a week to do something social. And I think doing it outside of your apartment first was probably easier. So yeah. let's do that. Then as you get to know people, invite a friend over for, I don't know, I mean, I'm older, so I'm like, wine and appetizers. Yeah. But like, whatever you children yeah. do, yeah. do that. Netflix and chill. <laughs> I would also say this make, I, I think that this makes sense because I definitely have gotten into like, I I guess I've gotten into like a, I, I, guess, I don't even want to say if it's like agoraphobic tendencies. It's not like necessarily like, but when you're like super depressed and you're like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to like leave my house. The things that I would then do to be like, okay, I'm not going to like go out and go to a club. Like that's asking a lot for myself. I'm not going to get my groceries delivered. I'm going to go to the grocery yeah. store. I'm not going to go use Amazon Prime. I'm going to go to Target. Yep. Or and, go get coffee once. Like if it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. you can walk two blocks and say, I always tell people the first thing, if you have really high anxiety mm -hmm. is to make eye contact with a stranger and smile because that can be really mm -hmm. hard because we tend to be like, don't look at me. Don't look. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? And so if you make eye contact, you smile, then you see your barista or whoever yeah. at the coffee shop, good morning or whatever, like small interactions can build up to bigger. Yeah. So any way to get out of the house, it I, doesn't have yeah. to be social, social. Yeah. yeah. Cause I work from home a lot. And so, uh, and lately, and usually I, and I live by myself and usually I am like fine being at home, but like within the last two months, it's like, I need that interaction from people. So she does like, so I much know, shit. I know it's amazing. No, she's always out doing shit. Yeah, I mean, so. I, it's inspiring. <laughs> it makes me want to do shit. So like volunteering. So like mm -hmm. big brothers, big sisters, I have a little sis. So that gets me out. Um, going to my coffee shop. That's like down the street. It's like, it's like a very like social hip coffee shop mm -hmm. so like everyone talks to each other so um i do that or i'm um, going to have a scheduled workout class every mm -hmm. day so it's just different stuff like that yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. it's good to get out because mm -hmm. otherwise we can get caught in this routine and i don't know if anybody else can like if this resonates with you but if i don't get out of the house it gets easier and easier for me to stay in the house it's like yeah. harder for me to leave and so forcing yep. yourself out for the small things and it's almost like in a way we're telling our brain, it's okay to leave the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You will make it. No. And I do that when I get into like a habit, if I, if I like have, and it, for me, it like usually will come from like, if I'm sick, being sick, it's so much of like the same, like physical things as being depressed. Mm -hmm. And so then my body is just like, oh no, no, you just feel super depressed mm -hmm. again. I'm like, no, I had bronchitis. Like yeah. I know, like I, I can't not be, I can't not want to leave the house and not want to get out of bed again. Like I'm healthy now, like mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. And so I have like my like safe immediate, like I have the workout place that mm -hmm. I always go to. And that one is something for me that I'm like, no matter what, there's no, I can't like the anxiety part of my brain. I'm like, there's no, not a single person there that I don't know. There's not a single person there. And if I don't know them, like, I know this community and I know how it's fostered. Mm -hmm. Like, I know how positive this is. I know where I'm going to park. There is no, like, uh, yeah. what's it called? Like, variables. variables yeah. And so there's, it's something that I know. And then from there, I have my Trader Joe's. And they are the nicest people ever who work at Trader Joe's. And they so I'm really like, are. that's something, like, those are the things. And then from there, oh, maybe I can then go to do something else. Like, those yeah. are, like, it builds up your confidence. Mm -hmm. And I also found, and I still try and do this the most, like, if I'm already out of the house for something, I try and do something. I will try and do something else too. I'm like, oh, okay. I went to a workout class. I'm going to go grocery shopping yeah. after. Yeah. Or I went to a doctor's appointment. I'm going to go like run an errand afterwards and not just immediately go home, which I mean, I'm definitely like still guilty of doing that sometimes. Um, but it makes it like, I don't know. It's like baby steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to interact with people. Mm -hmm. I think all of that is good because it's, it's not the zero to a hundred. We don't have to like be at home yeah. every day. And then all of a sudden we have like a full social calendar, Yeah, but it's like, it's the small coffee shop workout class, um, mm -hmm. 
volunteering is great, mm-hmm. especially because anybody who's a volu- like is volunteering is like warm right. and nice. And, and they want to be they there. Be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's all of that stuff. Um, yeah. Because if we're in school or work that we do, we're at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. We all need social interaction. We're like wired for it from yeah. birth. So make a point of doing it little baby steps and don't get caught up in the uh, I don't even know how to say it, but just like excuse after excuse after yeah. excuse. Cause there's always a reason to not do something, but let's look for reasons to do something. Yeah. And also because you live alone, don't, I mean, for dating stuff, I wouldn't, I mean, Mm-mm. if you're going on dates with people, even if you know them from school, I was a big proponent of like, I don't meet them there. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. tell them that I lived alone. I didn't let them pick me up or drop me off. And like, it took like a long time before I would have, like, I think the only person I ever guy ever dated that like i invited back invited back to here and like you know get down and dirty <laughs> was literally moths and like we had known each other for a year and a half and he'd like like we worked together and he'd like been here for that stuff before but um yeah that's not like and I, I think it's super different especially like i remember in college again when you live with people and like it's like oh like dates in and out like it's all like everyone's all around when you do live alone there is like a safety security mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that like people who don't live alone won't necessarily get and like you're not paranoid about that especially when it comes to like dating stuff and like inviting new random not i don't say like new random people but don't feel like that needs to be like how you push yourself and if you are going on dates and you are like like a guy or a girl or whoever and you're inviting someone back over um make sure you tell somebody that you are Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff send like before and afters and what time and where we're going Mm -hmm. yeah because yeah i i watch a lot of crime Mm-hmm. I, yeah <laughs> stuff dudes like fucking SAUs and law and order all the time and shit happens yeah, so yeah. that is a real fear mm-hmm. and i think meeting until you've known someone for three to six months or get a good feel for them yeah don't have them come to your place you no. can meet, meet out especially your she's like near a college so there's probably a ton of places yeah. to go have a burger or something and if you like want to like get your freak on and hook up with someone and they have roommates and they like go to their place like this is your safe sanctuary place don't you don't have to invite someone like if you want to have sex with someone you don't have to invite them over to your place you mm-hmm. can also like sleep at their place or hook up at their place and then leave again make sure people know where you are mm-hmm. yeah but you don't have to let people in to like your yeah, to have a boyfriend or date or anything yeah, yeah. any of do that whatever stuff. you want yeah yeah Um, Best of luck. I really relate to you. And I feel like I learned a lot from this too. (laughs) Time for a quick break, guys. And we will be back. Woo. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there I'll, and, and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get 
fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about book of the month is that every aspect of book of the month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls, but happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work. 
which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Okay, guys, we're back from our break and we're going to hop into the rest of the calls. So I am a 25-year-old. I am financially supporting myself. I live on my own. I go to school and I also work a full-time job. I've been single for the past two years and have not slept with anyone for the past two years. Uh, recently, I was told that I am 
too independent and self-sufficient to find slash be in a relationship. Uh, so I guess my first question is, is that even possible? And how does one go about fixing that if it is? Um, and the second question would be, how do you meet someone in today's world not on a dating app? Because I'm currently not trying to get murdered. So any advice would be awesome. Thank you. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard this, but I, I, I've said this before on the podcast how my best friend had like a full, like she had a breakdown over the fact that she thought I was going to die alone because like I was not put, I like wasn't trying to date and I was like, oh, whatever. you're 26 now and you were younger then. Oh, I was younger then. <laughs> but granted, she's always been the kind, she's dating's always, she would treat dating like a job, which I honestly think like there's just different ways people go about dating. And I always knew for me, I hate no offense. I like love everyone here, but I hate everyone. Like I'm not, I don't automatically just like really like some, like I'm the very like jaded closed off person. So for me, I always knew I'm going to end up with someone who I'm friends with first. Like I'm not like going to go on a date and like really like the person. Like that's so rare for me to be like, how many, I would have to go on thousands of dates to like, and with the same person. Yeah. It's like actually like like someone. Cause I'm like fucking shit. But I think it's like, I, I understand someone saying that just because I think people go about dating in such different ways. Well, it depends on the person. Yeah. First of all, you don't have to be in relationships if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get married if you don't yeah. want to. The whole pressure and like, oh, clocks, t- shut the fuck up. I'm so <laughs> sick of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like girls feel like I have had friends that treat it like a job. Yeah. And I'm like, is this really the goal? Really? This is your job? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think First of all, there's no such thing as being too, what was it, independent? Self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. Um, because you'll find someone who compliments that and enjoys that part of you. Yeah. Because um, I was that way. I lived by myself and I didn't, I don't need no mans. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to want someone. And yeah. I need them. I think that's a very important distinction. Um, so don't, you don't have, you should not have to change to be in a relationship. It should be complimentary. So be yourself. Don't listen to stupid people. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, that to me is like a statement that kind of mirrors the, oh, they're intimidated by you. And in that the idea that that's supposed to be an insult, I've always mm-hmm. been like, fuck, yeah, that's like that's the greatest compliment ever. It's like someone's like, oh, they're super intimidated well, by you. You don't want to date that loser. No. And it's so. And then <laughs> like once you actually meet someone who's not like that at all, like I used to like I, I definitely felt especially like not to be like ageist or whatever, but I found I was financially independent at also at like a young age and guys who are my age. Like that was something for them like, oh, fuck, we, whoa. And I would end up dating someone who like was like a couple years older, but then also dating people who are my age who literally were not affected by it at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. Why was I treating those like shitty guys who had like that loudest voice in the room of like, oh, wow, maybe it's this. And like your friends are like, maybe it's this. And then you meet someone and you go, oh, but that's short. That could be a reason why you're insecure. But like, that's not, you don't speak for every single kind of person that I want to date at all. And that's the thing, it's just insecurity. Yeah. The only reason you'd feel intimidated by anyone is because you feel insecure mm-hmm. in that realm. And so, that's not your problem. No, that's not your problem. You find someone who doesn't, it isn't intimidated, doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. They're just excited for you. you. Should In relationships, you should celebrate each other's successes and things that are going on. Um, so that's obviously mm-hmm. very important. Meeting people is honestly just going out and doing things. And, and doing be- stuff you like. Yeah, because you'll find other people who like to do the same things. And mm-hmm. that's easy. Then you can do those things together. Mm-hmm. I think also it's- dating apps get a bad rep of like murder. And as somebody who like loves a murder podcast and like <laughs> frequents same. like I love SVU, all of that yes. kind of shit. 
um, there's a way to use dating apps safely. There's the same reason that there's also a way to like, there's a way to do that in a way that like you can find your own comfort zone with it. And I think a good way that you can do that. I've had friends who've been like very anti-dating apps, but what they use dating apps for was to like go through and they used a lot of the ones that were hooked up to like the rest of their social media and all that stuff to see people that they knew when they were single and like to see like friends of friends and then be like, Oh, this guy who I have all these mutual friends with, I might not match him on this app, but I see that we have like 50 mutual friends and he's friends with like my hometown or like my college friend. I'm going to ask her about him and see if she can set us up in that way. Mm. So it's kind of expanding your horizon of like maybe, cause I've always experienced like there's maybe there's someone who's like not in your like close knit circle, but like in your vicinity that you're kind of into, but like, or like you could possibly be interested in. I think that's a good way, especially it's not, Cause I mean, I don't want to say like anywhere, like anyone can murder you. Like you can like, like in like a sketchy way, but like a dating app, like definitely like it can be like creepy people, but like you can go up to like someone on the grocery store and they can also be creepy. I think like if you want to have like, uh, like mutual connections or that kind of stuff, I think you can use dating apps to your benefit that way. My friend ended up dating is dating her boyfriend because they, they ended up actually matching on a dating app, but they had mutual friends and like, they both like asked about each other and then got set up on a date and mm-hmm. like through that. So I think it's a good way to know if like you're single or not. I saw moths on a dating app before we were started dating. I was like, Oh, him and that girl broke up. Cool. Good to know. Like, this is like, <laughs> this is like kind of just like a nod to that kind of way. But also if you do want to like attempt or like try, I think it's also a good way to, I don't know, like talk to people and like with having no, in- I've always said this, having no intention to meet up. Like it's kind of nice to just like get used get to flirting to and like being like, oh, okay. Like what are things that I thought it was really important to me and someone it might not necessarily be, or, um, am I already going to rule out some of these guys and just kind of like, I don't know. For me, it's like getting, getting back on the bike. It's a little bit of like a habit sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah. And also ask your friends if you, if they have anyone or like anyone you work with and be like, Hey, anyone you would want to set me up with? Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, I'd never used dating apps. I'm older and I would definitely be like this person where I'd be like, Mm-mm. <laughs> so I think, but it could be a nice like yeah. segue into dating or like a, a dry run, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, but I really do think you meet the best matches for you just by doing things that you already like to do, but you have to go into it with the the idea that you want to talk to people, meet people. You have to, I know this sounds weird, but just even in mentally thinking that you become more approachable mm-hmm. because if we're just doing the thing and we're focused, we're like, I'm just going to go on this hike. I'm not here to meet people. I'm just here to do this thing. Then you don't meet anybody. Yeah. True. And so I think if we go in with the open mind being like, hey, so I just want to do this and I'm going to meet some people and see who I want to date. And like, if I don't, I might not, but I might make a new friend. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I want to pet some cute dogs. This is going to be great. Then you come across it yeah. that way. And I think just letting yourself meet people, honestly, once you're ready, you'll meet them. I feel like oftentimes, even in my personal life, like before I met Sean, I had like a series of bad boyfriends for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I just like closed off. I took a semantical, we called it like a sabbatical from men mm-hmm. for a while. And just because I was like, I can't be in any more bad relationships. These guys are losers. Yeah. Fuck this. Um, and then I was just having a good time with my friend, didn't really care about it anymore. And that's when I met Sean. So I think it's kind of like being open to just being you, putting yourself out there, still doing fun things. Mm-hmm. It'll come around. Yeah. You don't have to treat it like a job. No. I actually don't think that's a healthy way. Just putting that out there. I think you'll end up in a really unhealthy relationship because you thought you needed to get something real quick, real fast. And then you'll end up getting divorced at like 30 and hating your life. Yeah. 
Just put I it mean, out there. I don't disagree with you at all. I know a lot of people who treat it this way. And then sometimes I'm like, well, look how well that ended up. You end up. up settling or being in some crazy, you can't just, things take their, run their course yeah. in a very healthy fashion. But if we just take our time. It's kind of yeah. like, I, I say this as someone who's never been on LinkedIn, but I learned about like the on light on LinkedIn, where it says that you're looking for a job. And I think that's like you're saying being approachable because I think you can't just like live your day to day life. At least for me, if Mats and I weren't dating, if I lived my day to day life and I did the stuff that I liked, I like Pilates and I like going to um, what else do I like? It's like, like all female things. It's, it's a lot of yeah, and it's a lot of stuff that like I do, and they're like solo endeavors that I don't necessarily. I'm not trying to talk to anyone or trying to meet anyone there, and I'm not approachable. Like it's just me doing the things that I like in my routine. But then there's another aspect of like, oh, okay, if you're gonna go out and you really like uh, comedy clubs, don't go to a comedy club with like your forty closest friends. You're yeah. not approachable. You're no, not like four exactly, people. and it ha- it has to be something like that. So I think like there's a way to be like doing the things that you like and not expecting like, oh, just one day, like a dick's going to fall in my lap. Like you're because again, we've said like mm-hmm. the dick that falls in your lap is not, not the, the dick, dick that the you, dick want. you want, mm-hmm. not the dick you want. So you have to like put yourself out there in a way that like feels authentic and true to you. But it's still like it's the conscious, like consciously putting yourself out there and like being open to that kind of thing. And then also getting over that fear of like, again, I've never actually gotten over that fear. I'd never had like I'm, I never had to do it of like actually approaching people and being that person who's like, hi, because I have resting um bitchy and confused face so i'm not an approachable person and i've been told that my whole life from everybody like most of my friends like yeah, i thought you were a cunt when i first met you and i'm like sick so i and i, I didn't think that about you really you were friendly you. to me right away oh my god yeah not like overly friendly which is also a red flag mm-hmm. i'm like oh, oh no boundaries that is a lot. freaks me out but me you were too. just like friendly like normally friendly okay so see great. i told you the same thing that's cool you guys are probably the only two people who've ever said that about me <laughs> um but yeah, so I think like there, there you have to kind of under like and maybe try something new. Yeah, because if, you, if, if you, you haven't met you anyone do, yet, then yeah, let's expand our little circle. So yeah. like you like your one Pilates studio. Yeah, maybe instead we try a random class with another friend at this mm-hmm. gym, mm-hmm. or maybe we go on. I know everybody hates meetup.com, but just for the example, meetup. go on meetup.com. What's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a way to you like dogs or coffee. We go on these hikes with our dogs, or we go check out this new coffee oh. spot. Yeah, it's been around forever. Yeah, oh, wow. People love it or hate it or whatever, yeah. but even Facebook has things that are going on in yeah. your area. Um, this sounds really bad, but like AAA has that like magazine. Oh, has, really? oh in the back, like I now I'm going old school, but it's still <laughs> sent to my house. Two copies. What? AAA has a magazine? It does. Westways. I've seen it like yes. at the like car dealership. Yeah, the car mm-hmm. dealership. Well, then get that from the car dealership. <laughs> in the back, every has every every month has what's going on in different areas of LA. So oh, everything yeah. from like San Fernando Valley to San Diego, even up into and there's like a garlic fest, a, a mm. Polish festival. I mean, all sorts of random shit. I've been to a garlic festival in Gilroy, California. But even LA Weekly, you can go online. Yeah, they, I was gonna say, there's like you. a thrill, thrill, thrillist. They yeah, got thrillist. Yeah. Yep. That stuff too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That. yeah, do those things. Even look up like a new restaurant in your area and go sit at the bar and have a glass of wine or something. Mm-hmm. Get comfortable. Just being out there. Yeah, and go with like one of your other friends who's single. I think that's a good mm-hmm. thing. And also one of your friends who's single and not judgmental because yeah, you don't want who, another resting bitch face. Yeah, someone who's like going to hype you up in that kind of way or make you feel more comfortable and is not going to be like go do this, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you're still single, that kind of thing. You want someone who's who's gonna, that's like what a good wing woman wing man is. Yeah, you make it about hanging out with your friend. Yeah. Don't make yeah. it about meeting a guy. No, yeah. Cuz like because then you're just like look not talking to each other. You're just, yeah, you're just, just like around. on the prowl. Like, yeah. 
Oh that my could God. be shaking me up a little That's much. That's so <laughs> funny. I love that. But yeah. yeah, and also again, approach people because I've also I've found that the guys that. Uh, are like approaching me sometimes or like when I was single approaching me were not really the guys that I was as super into. Mm -hmm. And my friends always said like, no, you give off like a really confident kind of thing that I would just assume you had a, like you were in a relationship or you weren't that interested. Like I think it'd be better if you actually made like the first step in the first move. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And it's also the same thing that I've had with like a lot of my guy friends who of like late and now that they don't want to say or do anything to make anyone like, they don't want to come on to someone and make anyone feel uncomfortable. They're like, no, I am now one of my friends said like in like the late me too movement. He goes, it's great. I don't put any effort in all girls just will like come up. Like he's like, I just, I like, I don't approach anybody. And I get <laughs> girls who will come up and talk to me because I'm not the one who's like aggressive like just going at it and, and no, i was like terrified yeah. yeah that's fair i was like well welcome to yeah he's like yeah i was like yeah that's a good time though. 2019 it's mm -hmm. a crazy space here it is it's a crazy crazy time <laughs> do we have one last one we do okay let's do it i am 25 years old i'm married and i have two kids i know that's uh probably crazy for you guys in la uh but that's pretty common from where i'm from um i also went to college and i uh finished that and I worked full-time while I was doing that as well. Uh, because I've been so busy, I kind of lost touch with a lot of my friends um, that I had in high school and at the beginning of college. And it's kind of been impossible for me to maintain them, especially when I started having kids because they take up, like, all of my time. Um, after I had my second baby, I had postpartum depression and anxiety, and my anxiety was, like, horrible. Uh, and I ended up having to get on meds. I was super suicidal and um, I had to see a therapist. After like a lot of work, I kind of realized that my family, like not my like kids and my husband, but my uh, extended family, like my mom and my dad and my sister and all of them are a little bit uh, toxic. And I'm trying to put some space between us so I can um, get better control over my anxiety. Uh, but it's not working, and I think it's because I feel really lonely because I don't have any friends anymore, and um, because the last few years of my life have been so busy, I don't know how to make friends. I'm a teacher, and I talk to kids every day, but uh, we're kind of isolated as teachers in our classrooms. We don't leave, um, really. I talk to kids, but not adults. I get really anxious about meeting new people, too. I've tried to do exercise classes and stuff, but I can't, like, bring myself to go to it, and I don't know what to do. Um, I just feel like they're going to judge me or, like, I'm dumb or something, and I don't want to be judged. So if you have any advice on how I can, like, get over my fears of, like, being judged by people and uh, make some friends so that I can be healthier, that'd be great. Thanks for listening. Wow. We're at such different points in our life. This is crazy. I know at 25, that's wild, but it is the norm for a lot of areas yep. and just small towns. I mean, when I, where I grew up, when I came back from college, a lot of my friends already had like two or three kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't even know what my life is yet. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, the first, I want to put this out there first because she's like the fear of being judged. That's really like confidence. So it comes from in within you. Yeah. So I would encourage all of us. Uh, it helps everybody. Um, when you start the day and when you end the day with like three to five things you like about yourself mm -hmm. or your situation, what we have going on mm -hmm. and try to change them up. Don't make them the same all the time. Um, 
just because I would assume the conversation you're having with yourself is like, I'm not good enough. No one's going to like me. I'm going to put myself out there and they're not going to be into it. And we actually don't have any evidence for that. So don't yeah. allow yourself to tell you that story. That's not true. I always think about it in the sense of like, cause I definitely get anxiety, like of like, Oh my God, everyone's looking all of this kind of anxiety. And then the thing that I tell myself as do I ever think that about someone else? <laughs> like, do I no. ever go to a workout class and am I ever being like, wow, that person is like not good at this and they're terrible and they're dumb. Like, I don't like there's not there's not one point in my life that I'm doing the thing that I'm convinced every other person is doing to so me. True. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, OK, I'm going to I'm not going to think that way because everybody else is also worrying that about that. And mm-hmm. we're only just thinking about ourselves. And it's a hard thing to do. And the only way to prove it to yourself is to go and watch it not happen. And then it's like, oh. Okay, I'm like I'm being I'm not saying being sane, but like this is this is like my own inner like battle of insecurity. No one else is making me feel that way. It's a way that I'm projecting on to like making other people the villain and making it so like this is so it's giving an excuse. And then I would also say the first time is always the hardest. And the first, and I would say even like as some like I work out regularly, but if I don't work out for like two weeks and I, I'm still nervous to go back to the same studio I've gone to all of the time. I'm like, Megan, nothing's going to change. It's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing bad's going to happen. But the first time that you go do anything and you put yourself out of your comfort zone, like I'm not going to lie, it does kind of suck. Like it might not be an immediate like, wow, this was great. I'm so glad I did it. It might take a day. It might take right after you go that you're like, oh, wow, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's the first time trying it is always a little nerve wracking and scary, but it doesn't mean that it's not worth trying because, Mm -hmm. again, there's nothing nothing so terrible is ever going to happen. Um, And it's good to kind of prove it to yourself. And it's just I don't know. I'm a hype up kind of person. If I need to go do something I really don't want to do, it's like, okay, I'm going to listen to a a song that I really like. I'm going to have like my perfect morning routine. I'm going to wake up early enough that I have enough coffee. I'm going to like watch a YouTube video that like it's like I'm watching Jenna Marbles. I'm going to be in like a funny, like uplifted mood. I'm going to like do all of these things and have like everything kind of go well. It's like and even if it's just like psyching myself up for it, it's like just putting my like best foot forward in a way that like nobody else is going to know that I had this whole like routine, but but I'll feel that kind of confidence and feel better about it. Yeah. And I think like, as far as being a teacher and being isolated, like therapists are the same. YouTubers are the same. Mm -hmm. Like we don't really interact with other humans very often. Um, And you're interacting with children and like I'm interacting with patients and those aren't people you're going to make friends with. Um, So I think I'm sure you have like a lounge or a teacher's area where you have lunch or do whatever. And I think I would encourage you to use that as like your first dip in because even though you don't hang out together all the time, you know, those people at Mm -hmm. least a little bit. And that would probably be an easy way to like make a new friend. Like, Hey, let's do a happy hour every Friday, every third Friday of the month or something. I don't know. And then have your babysitter stay a little later and you can like plan for it and make it easy. Um, or you could have people over to your house if that's something you want to do. So you don't have to worry about baby. They can bring their Mm -hmm. children or whatever. Um, I think that's probably the place I would start just because, it, it's easy and then you see them and then there's more touch points. So, and they might be like, Hey, we had so much fun. Good to see, you know, and it like yeah. slowly builds. Um, yeah. And like, maybe if there's like a, like a mom's group and like looking on like Facebook groups or things like that, or like people in your area and like f- your kids, I don't know if they're in uh, like a daycare or anything like that, like meeting other parents and moms that way who mm-hmm. also have like, again, like it's, we can hang out and we can, you know, like drink a responsible amount of wine and like our kids can hang out, but like you can also create those friendships with people who are in the same boat. Because I think it does like my my friends who have kids the people that they hang out with the most are also are their friends who have kids because it does 
it is just like a different lifestyle thing. It's like, no, we're going to eat dinner at five o'clock. Like, and like, we're all going to be up at 9am yeah. at the park already on a Saturday. And, and people like us are like, no, no, I'm good. And so I think like that would be like a really like great uh, way. And even if it's like, I don't know, like a weekend, um, I don't like, I've like seen like workout classes that have like, there's like a lot, I mean, maybe it's an LA thing, but like workout classes yeah, like that are like and mom and, and kid workout stuff. Yeah, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that could be another like good way. And also your kid can kind of be that like, like comfort, like, I don't know, for me, I kind of, I always like, if I'm like, it's like going to a party and you know, one person there, you're mm-hmm. like, well, regardless, I have like my little buffer with me. And like, that's like, you have someone like, this is like, okay, you know what? I'm not alone in this. Like we're doing yeah. this kind of together. And I think that's like, can be a really, uh, like positive and confidence boosting sort of thing. Um, and then maybe like a book club, like maybe it's also focusing on like relationships. I think like you should focus on having like friendships that are like in person and stuff like that. But also you could join like in like, like Oprah has a book club and mm-hmm. there's like chapters. And, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did, and yeah. I, I just read that today, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like Reese Witherspoon and there's like regional chapters and there's like people that you can have those conversations and discussions with and have it. So that can also, like I said, for the other one where like dating apps can kind of be that like mm-hmm. comfortability, like getting back into the swing of things that can be a way that maybe you have a crazy, super busy week and you're like, wow, I'm going to have no me or friend time. And we'll like, I have like a book club, like Skype meeting, or like we have like a message board and I can mm-hmm. still interact with people. Yeah. Even if I'm still watching the kids yeah. and stuff. And a lot, I know a lot of my friends who have kids, they have like daycare events, mm-hmm. like, especially we're coming up to like Halloween and the holidays and stuff like that. And so during the that time, they'll have like different events that you bring the kids to, you know, and you, I would encourage you to go and meet other parents, like even asking if your kid, I don't know how old your children are, but if one is old enough to be like, that's my best friend at school, yeah. be like, oh, and go introduce yourself to the parents and be like, oh, I'm so-and-so's mom, mm-hmm. and, you know, da, da, da. And I hope they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then, exactly. I mean, you cross your fingers, yeah. and hope. but at least that's like another way to meet people who have children around your children's age. It's an easy, low pressure situation where you're really there for the kids, but it gives you a way to interact mm-hmm. with other parents. And that can be another social um, thing too. Cause I would encourage you like, don't use your family just to stop this gap from you feeling like you don't have friends and feeling isolated because that's only going to make you feel worse. It's kind of back to our first or yeah. second question where we're like, shitty having shitty friends is worse than having no friends Mm -hmm. so don't second guess your decision to not spend time with them Mm -hmm. um let's put your energy instead into finding new happier healthier relationships yeah because i think just because something is like the relationship with your family it it might feel easy but it's not easy in that way where it's like oh this is like this is the the I, I, it's not hard to text them. It's not hard to reach out. It's not hard to plan anything like that. But that doesn't mean that the relationship is easy. I think like that's also a hard thing. It's like the same thing with like proximity friends who like kind of suck, but you're like, oh, but they're so close, close and convenient. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but it's not like that. That's not enough of kind of a reason. So I think the the more and we said this in other calls before, the more that you can like and I guess here too, like the more that you can surround uh, yourself with like that positive stuff, the less tempted you'll be to go back to that kind of like yeah. not great stuff. And you'll be able to create those healthy boundaries because you'll have those healthy boundaries in another relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of like it, it promotes you maintaining that in the other ones that you actually really need to. Because like you, you'll have like if you think about healthy relationships and healthy boundaries you don't even necessarily realize that you have them with certain people, you know, when you don't have them. And so then yeah. once you have the right one, you're like, Oh, okay, cool. Sure. Sure. So this is going to mimic this. And I have this kind of like, it like guide. Builds your confidence yeah. in relationships and yourself. And yeah, yeah. totally. 
But I think like it's definitely like give yourself like the the I don't want like yeah cut yourself some slack in the sense mm-hmm. that like you have a lot on your plate and it is tempting and easy and also society gives us the idea that like family and family and especially when you have your own family grandpa all of this kind of stuff that it's not um selfish or bad to invest more time in people that like are new and not Mm -hmm. like you can't necessarily heal a toxic relationship um and that's not where your energy should be going it should be like healing yourself and then finding like positive relationships and yeah don't feel like not that you said that you feel bad about it but like don't feel like it's a I don't know, you should like spend that like a good amount of time on you. And that's what I think about like, I mean, I'm not a mom, but like, like, t- like the time that moms need on their own. Mm-hmm. I think it's also really important to like need the time with like friends and people who don't aren't kids and aren't like you can talk about adult stuff. Like maybe like me time doesn't have to just be getting your nails done in peace and quiet. It could be like, you know, like gossiping with like girls over like drinks and whatever that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whatever you need. Of course, because being a parent, I think, is a lot of energy out and you're giving to something else. And so it is important to fill your own cup as well. Yeah. Um, yeah and I do like the don't be don't feel guilty about not wanting to be around your family. People put a lot of emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. But you I would I like the chosen family. And that can be the people that are your family yeah. mm-hmm. or it can be the ones you choose to put in there. Mm-hmm. And so don't I think it's way more common than people want to admit where they just like don't like seeing their family. I mean, hello. <laughs> it's it's very yeah. common. So yeah. Um, hopefully that gets you started because I think it is hard, but you've only been like underground working on yourself for like a couple of years. Yeah. You're coming up for air. Even if you want to reconnect with those old high school friends that you miss, like mm-hmm. reconnect, they'll understand, be apologetic. Hey, I was doing this and that, and the kids and da, da, da. Yeah. And if they don't get it, they're not going to be friends anyway. Yeah. And also, and you can be friends with people who don't have kids too. I fucking love my friends with kids. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'll come over, I'll come over to your house and like hang out and play with your kid and like I'll leave at a responsible hour. Like mm-hmm. I'm fu- I can fucking mm-hmm. I can fuck with that hard. I can too. So also I don't like to stay up that late anyways. Dude, honestly, my I really friend, just yeah, like sleep. Period. It's, it's so. great. I'm I'm very much on that same boat. My friend, like their schedules, I'm like, I fuck with the schedule hard. <laughs> I really, I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Um, but best of luck and, uh, yeah, get some sleep too. Cause I feel like that's children and being a teacher. I, I don't even know how she does it. I don't either. I, yeah, I would not be able to. I thought about that the other day about like people who are teachers. I'm like, teachers are not only are teachers like amazing for like teaching children, but all that babysitters. You, also, oh my like, God. You have to put like up 30 with children. so mm-hmm. much shit. And also you're not allowed to pick favorites, which I got in trouble all the time as a camp counselor. Cause I'm like, nah, this is my favorite. And like, you can't say that they're your favorite. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but all the rest of these kids are hella annoying and she's super tight. You don't have to do any work today. And she'd be like, cool. And I'm like, okay, this is not, I can't do this. <laughs> it's not healthy. No, not it's healthy. not. I'm not good with that stuff. No. Gonna give them some psychological. Oh, fully. Great. Yeah. Thankfully, they were a little bit older and they didn't give me a lot of responsibility. Um, okay. Well, uh, best of luck. And um, now it is time for Don't Blame Them. And this is when listeners will call in with their own personal advice from like other questions. So let's let's hear it. Hi, Megan, Melissa, and potential guest. I'm actually calling in on the episode with Becca Tilly. There was the girl who was struggling to figure out a relationship with her dad who was in prison. And I feel for her so much. I'm pretty much in the exact same situation where growing up, my dad was in and out of prison like five times, six times. I've lost count and I'm not even 19 yet. And he had all the same mental issues, maybe even more, including depression. And I also struggled with feeling like, I don't want to maintain contact with him because I see the chaos he's creating, but I also know that if I relinquish contact with him, 
then I'm just going to increase his depression and I don't want to send him back into the spiral. But I learned two things. First is my mom always described him as a hurricane and we're just little pieces of debris that are just getting knocked around. And whether that debris is there or that debris is gone, the hurricane just keeps on spinning. So basically, he's going to keep hurting himself no matter what happens. And the only thing that changes is whether you get hurt or if you don't get hurt. And I also realized that no matter who you are, you're going to find someone that is toxic to you. And it's your responsibility to put yourself first, no matter what that label that toxic person has. Because regardless if they are your father, your mother, your sibling, your best friend, that label should not protect them from the action you need to take because that label did not protect them from what they did to you. So I completely agree with what you told her. I'm so sorry she has to go through this, but hopefully hearing it from someone in the same situation helps. Thank you. Love the podcast. My God, she's so wise. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't take over my that. podcast. That was really like concise. And I love the hurricane analogy. I love the, yeah. that that didn't protect them from doing that. What you know, because mm-hmm. when she said, uh, I forget what it was exactly, but like that she was afraid she's going to send her dad back into depression if yeah. she didn't keep in contact with him. And I was like, that's not your job. You're not responsible yeah. mm-hmm. for his happiness. He is. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think is like, it's such a hard thing to learn. And I think we all go through and no one wants anyone else to feel bad. And we all like to assume responsibility. And once you have a healthy relationship with someone who's like, oh my God, no, that's not on you. That's mm-hmm. like, this is something with me. But then there's so many other people that it's like, yeah, no, this is like, I can't believe you would do this to me. And it gets, and especially when you're a kid, it gets into your psyche and it gets into be like a, I am responsible for this thing. And it's something mm-hmm. that you then learn when you're older, you're like, oh wait, no, because also you turn around and you don't do it to anyone else. That's also for me, like how I can kind of like gauge and figure out if things are, I'm like, okay, is this like a me spiral or is this like a real thing? I'm like, well, do I do that to other people? Like, is it someone else's fault if I feel, I'm like, no. So it's not, it can't be my fault then. Like that's, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a, it's a conversation raising with yourself, but like you sound like, I mean, very smart and very in touch with all of this. And your mom's also sounds incredibly smart. Seriously. Yeah. And I I always like to, like, it's a reminder I have to tell myself too, is like, we're not responsible for how other people feel. The only person we can make feel better is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to say that over and over when people say like, you make me, you're like, "Mm -mm, I didn't make you do shit. Mm -hmm. You took something. Sure. I could have said something that's hurtful and I'll apologize, but, but you can tell me, Hey, you said that and that hurt my feelings. And now I'm feeling this way because I decided to feel that way, which I know sounds really crazy, but we do that. Like you take information and then I interpret it and I feel a way about it. And that doesn't mean that we can let people off the hook for everything. And it's all us, but you still have to be responsible overall for how you, because we'll spiral. Yeah. You can let yourself go down this like, and this person's such a jerk and and I feel so bad. And it's like, slow down. You're letting this ruin your day or your life and and you don't have to. I think about it in the sense of like, if, if I had like, let's say if I, if I, when I, when I used to have like a toxic friend and like a friend that wasn't toxic, they could say the same thing and my reaction would be different. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, so, okay, this is my, it's my relationship that's being brought into question. My relationship with you, or if this ties into something else, like someone else could say this to me and it wouldn't have this like, ah, but I'm tacking on meaning to it because it's coming from a specific person, but that person might not, that's me tacking on. Mm -hmm. They didn't do that. They didn't say, and here's the caveat. This is the meaning of it. I'm like, Oh no, I took that. Interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes, it's hard, but it's like a, it's a retraining your brain and like learning process and being like, okay, what am, what is this real? Is this, is this actually real? Is this a thing that I've done? Um, but yeah. And I think like, like you said, it's, it's, it's very, 
those, those toxic people and those labels, they don't, they don't protect anyone from anything. And I think we get that call. So we get like those kinds of things. And I think that's like a really thing, good thing for like us all to remember is that whole, but they're this to me in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but they didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're doing this and it's, it's going to happen regardless. Um, and you're having too much when someone has too much empathy for someone who doesn't have empathy for them. I'm always like, oh, my gosh, no. that's just a, that's a black hole. It's like a toxic person because yeah. it like sucks all the energy out. But you don't have to let it. You yeah, because it's never going to be enough. And I, we said that in the original call with Becca, where it was like, there's nothing that you can do that's ever going to make it enough. And you're going to get to this point where being like, I've given you everything. I've put everything into mm-hmm. it and it's still not enough. And then you're like, oh, wait. I couldn't, I did everything I did was for no reason. It was never going to be enough. It didn't. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like I filled your tank halfway. It's just empty. It's just me emptying into you, which is also Mm -hmm. because you're never going to like, no matter what I do, it's not going to actually stick. Yeah. And it's, it's something too, to remember, like, you know, a lot of times we'll spend time in our lives where we're like, when they do this, then I can finally Mm -hmm. feel better when they're not in prison. Cause I think that was the main thing was like, then I can live my own life or when they finally apologize, then I can let this go. And you're like, you'll be waiting your whole life for something and it never will get better because you have to decide to be like, you know what? They can do whatever they can choose to apologize or not. They can, they can be in prison or not. They're a hurricane. I just Mm -hmm. love that analogy because it's so Mm -hmm. like the debris the only difference yeah. is still going to swirl. Yeah. And so you can like let it happen, but I decide to let it go. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on. Yeah. So I think this is great. And I hope if the original caller from Becca's episode is listening, that this made you feel better. Mm-hmm. Anyone else who's dealing with this. Um, and yeah, that's our episode. Um, plug your shit, Katie. Oh, uh, YouTube channels, Katie Morton. I had a book. Are you okay? That came out in December. Um, I talk about toxic relationships a lot and that mm-hmm. boundaries, things like that. Um, yeah. Come find me. I'm online. She's the best, guys. It's literally what all, I think all YouTube... Con- I think we should keep... I think there should be a YouTube purge. We should get rid of everyone except for like Bon Appetit, Sorted Food, oh, bon Jenna Appetit. Marbles, the teen mom YouTubers who I really love who are like very honest about their like struggles of being teen moms and being like, it's not glamorous. I love them. And then you can keep your channel. And I think that's it. <laughs> it sounds like such a throwaway. And then you can keep it. No, no. But I mean, that <laughs> I was the beginning. That was like, this is like, this is all that I think that should be on the... Like, yeah. That's the only things that should be on the internet. Like, get rid of every... And you read into it. I mean, my friends can keep their channels too. But like, you know what I mean? Like, just the content. I'm done with the stupid shit. Same. I watch the stupid shit, but I'm done with it. <laughs> um, if you guys want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. Don't blah meme pod. Our own personal ones will be listed um, wherever the things are listed. Figure it out on whatever device. If you're watching all of that stuff, check out the YouTube and then check out us on um, podcasts or wherever else. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network.